0: now entering super flex city population all the qb's all the super flex content and all of you super flexers super flex finally has a home all its own and the city never sleeps super flexperts super flexible the super flex super show and much much more all under one city skyline means you never have to leave super flex city Every ounce of Superflex advice, theory, speculation, and strategy on the planet lives right here. Subscribe to the Superflex City podcast feed wherever you listen to podcasts and get access to the only fantasy football entity on earth that is committed entirely to Superflex. Let the Superflex Authority be your tour guide as you explore these city streets. Welcome to Superflex City. com And the DLF family of podcasts That's stuff we all get
1: 11 out of 12 Dynasty teams are losers
0: Oh damn. <laughs> <laughs> right off the gate yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to bring our energy up, Swags <laughs> <laughs> Well we
1: want, to, we want to get more Superflex Super Show listeners to be winners
0: That's true, that's true yeah uh one out of every what is it 12 out of 12 super show and super flex city listeners are uh champions. lead champs there you go something there like, you go something like that i can't so back much that so up. much so much
1: better that's well
0: put that's what i
1: meant to say
0: yeah <laughs> yeah uh and it's me it's me it's that old sfd roaming the streets of super flex city and this is a Super Superflex Super Show.
1: What it do? What it do? Man, but I was just thinking about that, and that's what I didn't mean to start so negatively. But only, no, I mean, only there's only one real winner. After that, it's all kind of like, ugh. Yeah, because you were probably in some finals, and when you get second place, you're still kind of like, ugh.
0: Yeah, <laughs> like, it, yeah. You almost forget about the leagues where you finish, you know, second, third, fourth. Like even when they yep. pay out, you still yeah. the ones you remember is it's winning the championship. And you yep. know what? I do think that it's important. It kind of illustrates the point that it's hard to do. It's hard to win that championship. Yep. Odds are kind of against you, but you know, and actually, there, there's a segue into this show for us by the way swags because yeah you know now that we're now that we're here to the off season we can do we're we're you know still do some reflection on the 2020 season but i know that there's a lot of you already doing startups right now and you know we can we can start kind of building the putting the blueprint together on how to get there how to get at least one championship and then I mean, our goal is always to build an actual dynasty that just wins and wins and wins every freaking year. You're the Patriots. You're just loading. You got more rings than you got fingers. That's the goal. Yeah. You know? Like
1: the league already knows you're going to be in the playoffs.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, you know, you win one championship, and now your buy-in is paid for the next, you know, three or four years. And then you yep. win another championship, and you get to – I mean, some of that money you'd spend on something nice for your wife and kids. Yeah.
1: Man, I mean, you, for real, though, you win the right couple of leagues, and you can pay for all of your leagues and learn yeah. a lot. And that's what we're trying to do, really. Like, if you all of a sudden take your payouts, start paying league fees and whatnot, and you're you're like, wow, I'm almost done. Oh, sorry. I'm almost done paying, like, all of my league fees, and I haven't even really paid in just using last year's money. So, yep we definitely want to win you feel it man and um and nobody cares like when they're asking how your season went if you're like well i had this many second place teams
0: yeah yeah i don't i don't really count i already forgot for the most part i know that i had a few that you know i I was second or third um but i don't remember those i just remember the ones that i won yeah at this point you know Um, Well,
1: and even like Scott Fishbowl, dude, like, and and I'm not like going for a humble brag here, but it's just the truth of it. Like, I got seventh out of 1440 people. mm -hmm. By all means, like, I I should be kind of happy about that. But, but really, like, every... All the other people that were there with me that lost know exactly how I feel. <laughs> and you're yeah. just kind of like, oh, you know, you were that close. Like you almost had the golden ticket and then it's all taken away, you know. But um, yeah, it, it and it is what it is. And that's why we do it. You know, we live for those feelings even in this stupid game.
0: Yeah. But it is. It's hard to get there. It's hard. I, I mean, it honestly, it's hard to even get there. It's hard yeah. to even get to week sixteen, you know, where you're playing heads up for, you know, for yeah. the pot.
1: Yeah, it's, but but I mean, you've been looking at some stuff recently with quarterbacks and quarterbacks extreme, like
0: because mm-hmm.
1: yeah, I know that that's kind of what we plan on talking about a little bit. That you feel can give an absolute competitive edge not only like like that value side that we often even you and i try to argue and debate and like the depth side and the roster flexibility There's so many good things about super flex or quarterback extreme pardon me mm-hmm. but like you kind of mentioned some different stuff about it that you're digging into now even further and further and i'm just like
0: yeah <laughs> Well yeah, that's the thing. The, the there there are always ways whatever it is that you're doing, there are always ways to hack it, you know. Whether it's in in this game in life, whatever it is. There there're hacks, They're you know, I won't call it a shortcut, but kind of a workaround a little bit. Ways to make things easier for yourself, way, ways to make things more ergonomic. And to me, that's what QBX is. I think that a lot of people are going to be questioning Um, you know, QBX this year, because you look at the quarterback landscape and it looks way different than it did last year. You know, going into the season, it looked like, man, everybody is set at quarterback. We know, we, you know, we, we know exactly which 32 quarterbacks and we have a pretty good idea for the most part of, you know, how they're like, how they're going to do and where they're going to be. But, you know it it we weren't worried about them losing their jobs like yeah. it was to a point where cam newton barely even got a job like right. there was one job left and so he just had to just kind of sit and wait until they picked up the phone and then take whatever bullshit offer they gave yeah. him and that's what happened but it was like i mean you have no other options everybody else has their quarterbacks everybody yeah. else is pretty settled yeah well, now we get all the way through the season, and, I mean, you and I talked about it on a on a, an episode of Superflex City, you know, a couple months ago, I guess. But, you know, all of a sudden, it's looking like roughly half the league is settled at quarterback. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and even my
1: teams in... And- And a lot of people are going to even be listening to this and see, like say something like, see, that's why you don't go quarterback extreme. But I mean, I had teams at the beginning of the season where I confidently had five or six starting quarterbacks on my team where now I have two or three.
0: Yeah. It it can happen that fast. Yeah.
1: You know, and and some of those players will hopefully still have jobs and and we'll see what happens, but, but I'm still looking at it and I'm thinking like, well, it would have been, It could have been worse if I didn't have those other two or three that still have a competent future, you know. I could have lost like if I only had let's just say Haskins, Darnold and Gardner on a team, I'd be really worried going into next year. There that's years of like rebuilding and trying to get quarterbacks on my team because Of the, the, I don't know. First of all, those are bad examples because of how long I would have had to wait. But that's kind of also what we're trying to tell people is to go quarterback early and often. You know, have some guys you're also confident in. You can't always just go after like even Drew Brees, Phillip Rivers. It buys you a year, but but things change. Um, I feel like I'm accidentally getting into that like other side of the quarterback extreme, though where where i the the security side of it rather than the process that you were kind of talking about which like i'll just say like that streaming process of having those kind of quarterbacks and how the average quarterbacks could change and how just having them within your lineup and how you could stream that position
0: Mm -hmm. yeah exactly and I, yeah, I mean, I, we can set it up a little bit for anybody who's, you know, new to the Super Show, new to Superflex City, new to the QBX strategy. I mean, I, you know, I, I did a solo episode uh, last off season talking about it um, and then, I mean, wrote an entire article series titled A Superflex Life that's available at DynastyLeagueFootball.com. I also have it linked. It's on my link tree just on my uh twitter profile page you can get to those and read those but you know it, it writing that that series of articles it really kind of all came together um and you know so kind of what quarterback extreme is like you said it's quarterback early and quarterback often i mean if you're doing one or the other you're not really doing you know you're not you're not really committing to the strategy if you take pat mahomes with the first overall pick in your startup, and then you know, then you shift your focus to wide receivers and running backs. That's not quarterback extreme, and and quite frankly, it's not. I mean, it, 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 this is this is just my opinion. There definitely there are a lot of different ways to win in superflex. You can win with obviously you can win by going you know heavy on running back early on and then still get the quarterbacks that you need later. Especially if you just happen to get those quarterbacks, right. You know, if you, if you happen to end up with, you know, Justin Herbert and, um, you know, uh, Mitchell Trubisky got you there at one point, Taysom Hill helped you out for a while. Sure. Sure. You know, there, there were guys, Teddy Bridgewater came on at one point. So like there were guys, Derek Carr was pretty solid early on. So it's like, you know, Kirk Cousins. Yeah, yeah. He he started off horrible and then finished pretty strong. Like there were guys who who could help you out at the quarterback position. And what we do know is that generally speaking, there's not a huge discrepancy. Like when you look back on their entire season and look at their point per points per game, it's going to be pretty close between all quarterbacks. The you know the real question is like in a, in an actual isolated week what's the difference between the two but you know you can you could have pieced it together if you happen to get it right you know you could have pieced it together so there like there are ways to win without QBX like to me again QBX is just a hack you know it's not
1: yeah i think i agree there's ways to win without QBX but I want to refer back to like the beginning of the show when we were also talking about like maintaining that dynasty, the team that not, I don't want you to look at my team and be like, he won this year, but what the hell is he going to do at quarterback next year? Right. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, and, and there are some teams in all of our leagues. If you're in a couple leagues, you can go right now and check it out. You have a couple teams, at least one that's decimated at quarterback or kind of starting to have that feel a little bit more and and that's what we're trying to help you avoid so that you don't become that team but
0: yeah exactly yeah yeah. you know and and it it again to me more than anything it's 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 just a hack it's just kind of a workaround it's it's not the only way to win championships but it increases Mm -hmm. your odds pretty significantly yeah. yeah if you do it this way so you know so the and, and i mean i'll honestly like i'll uh, here's here's what my draft looks like swags like in a if i was doing a startup super flex dynasty uh st- you know startup draft right now basically it looks like this quarterback quarterback running back quarterback and then probably you know either a, a wide receiver or running back, then another quarterback, <laughs> and then and then I'm just kind of you know I'll end up with basically probably four or five wide receivers, and uh, you know five quarterbacks, two tight ends, everything else is running backs. But I, I'm getting most of my running backs later in the draft. Yeah, like, that's just kind of the bottom line from like it. You know, to just just lay it all out there. Like to me, that's what quarterback extreme looks like.
1: So, um, at what point? Um, let's talk about somebody like Travis Kelsey. Let's throw Kelsey into this mix. Mm-hmm. And I, and I know that that's kind of going against. J- just hear me out. So, at what point though, are you okay with having somebody like? And these two players at this point are so hard to acquire. Together yeah. if you're doing a startup draft. But at what point would you be okay not having Mahomes and having somebody like say Kyler Murray, Herbert, Joe Burrow, and say Kelsey?
0: Um Yeah, I'm fine with that outside of the startup. I mean, here and and that's that's kind of the thing is like once you've got the head count, you know, in and, and this maybe this'll <laughs> really mm. kind of bring us into the, the meat of, of this discussion. But once you've got the headcount at quarterback, which is to me, it's it like actual quarterback extreme is a minimum of five. I feel like you need you need three to four. Like that's kind of the prerequisite just to be able to compete in a in a super flex league. But once you get to, you know, five, that kind of puts you in the trade market. It also gets you to you know what we want to talk about here, which is the ability to stream within your roster. But um, you know, and anything beyond that is, is gravy. Like it gives you more options in your lineup. It gives you more ability to trade. But once you get to that head count, you know, y- as long as you maintain the head count, that's what really matters. It's not necessarily about getting Pat Mahomes because you know you want to keep Pat Mahomes. You know, just indefinitely. It's more about the fact that Pat Mahomes carries the most trade value mm-hmm. in Superflex League. Like he starts off as one point oh one. We know that quarterbacks are cheapest in the startup draft. So if Pat Mahomes is a is at a discount at one oh one, like my God, what does that mean for his trade value outside? Right, startup, right. You yeah, know? yep. Like you're talking, you're talking multiple high end starters to get Patman. Yep.
1: And and that's kind of even where I wanted to get you is because that that trade value like I absolutely agree but then yeah. that stream that we're talking about the I mean the difference in points might be 2 to 3 points weekly if you're starting the right quarterback and you're streaming but then if there's a way that you can make this trade with Mahomes and add somebody like Kelsey The variance between like him and the next tight the tight end, like weekly average in a one point seven five was Darren Waller with four points. And then like I mean, player like Mark Andrews, for example, had about ten less points than Kelsey on a weekly average. Zach Ertz had like fifteen to sixteen points less than Kelsey on a weekly average. So I mean if you can add like that variance to your tight end position and make it so that you can viably stream a quarterback with Mm -hmm. the five or six that you're trying to put on everybody's teams like i think that's part of the key too because you have that power to stream if if you do better than i did and you don't have those like (laughs) if you don't have haskins and gardner and those aren't your concerns like you're looking really good and the the extra points that John's trying to put in your lineup at this point by doing this stream is going to be the, the ceiling side of most quarterback weeks by playing matchups, playing quarterbacks out of their bye weeks I mean, is that kind of, am I going the right direction
0: there? For sure. Yeah, I think so. Um, I mean, tight ends, man, we almost might as well just do a totally separate episode at some point on, on tight ends and talk about, you know the the different ways to to kind of manipulate that based on the tight end premium that you have, but yeah, yeah, I mean Kelsey Kelsey's a hack too. You know the way yeah. QBX is a hack. Travis Kelsey at this point is a hack as well. Like the fact that you know if you if you have um you know, if you have any kind of tight end premium, kind of like you're saying, you know that you're just giving yourself this advantage at the tight end position and actually it, yeah well we we, we really kind of need to save that for a totally separate mm-hmm. episode because there's so much to yeah. say yeah but but then but, you get
1: to the running backs and they yeah. have like your top couple guys and then there gets there's like a huge drop off mm-hmm. wide receivers it's usually like it just kind of trickles there's like a gradual drop off to where if there, are and that's why if there's a position i'm going to neglect it's going to be the wide receivers because the variance in their weekly average is is closer together than that of like a couple stud running backs then the same with like the tight ends and then the quarterbacks like you have like Patrick Mahomes and like that group of and then it really drops off a lot and then we have like that next group of five to six guys that somebody you know likes a lot you know and And I'll I'll raise my hand for probably the majority of them. But then we have that next group after Mahomes. You're kind of it's a pretty big drop off after Mahomes if you don't get him. But Mm -hmm. I think if you take the QB extreme approach and you can stream them properly, which we're here for you for if you choose to do this, you know. But that that help that you need to like work through that process and stream your quarterbacks is going to be a lot easier for us to help you with than it would be if we were helping to rebuild your team with no quarterbacks.
0: Right. Yeah. It's so hard to, it's hard to add like this is, this is going to be one of the QBX buzzwords throughout this off season is headcount. It's hard to ha- to add headcount. Hash-
1: hashtag headcount. Hashtag headcount. Can
0: Keepy we get a Brian hard. hard
1: drop too or something? <laughs> <laughs> quarterback headcount.
0: <laughs> that's my best. That, that wasn't hard. bad. <laughs> it's not it's not bad. Watch but out, it's, Brian. <laughs> it's no meatloaf wildcat, but it's it it'll it'll do for the moment until we get him back here. But yeah, I mean, because that's that's kinda you know that that head count really is very important for for a lot of reasons. Um, the but that's the biggest one is the fact that it's really hard to add quarterback. Uh, you know to add to your quarterback head count if you've got, yeah, you know, and, and and it's just based on, like this is this is this all of this just kind of is it's just this like nebulous, uh, you know, function right because. The reason that it's so hard to do it is think about what it would take for you to trade away a quarterback without getting one back. Yeah. Es- especially if you only have, you know, two or three of them. Yeah. If you, if you only have two, and, you know, we know that you have to have one at Superflex at all times. Now somebody's coming to you and asking you to trade away one of your two quarterbacks. Yeah. Like, what do they have to give you? in order for you to make that move right and it's gonna be a lot more than what they're expecting right
1: even if it's Derek Carr and Daniel Jones yeah I mean though and those are almost the quarterbacks right now that you have to go try to focus on because they're kind of budgeted right like even Sam Darnold you have to take a risk on him Mm -hmm. um who's like Drew Locke those guys you have to find a reason to like go out of your way to buy some of these value guys, Carson Wentz, another example, it might be too late. Just with the mindset with Peterson being fired, that price just goes up a little bit. I don't think it's, he's pricey, but the window to buy him definitely changed. I don't think it's shut, but, Mm -hmm. um, but I don't feel like, like you can't go out and get Herbert. You can hardly go get Herbert with Watson. right (laughs) right now you know what i mean like guys like that like you can't just go out and get a quarterback in super flex Mm -hmm. um i I don't know I, i thought that this season would change people and make them want to be quarterback extremists and then like we run into this situation where people are literally like you've seen people mad Because somebody decided to go quarterback (laughs) extreme, to where somebody like advised to kick those two people out of the league because they decided to take this approach. Yeah, I'm guessing John, Uh they didn't go as extreme as you would have. Yeah,
0: yeah, I yeah I do wonder about that. How much how much farther they went? So this is all this all. Could you imagine
1: just like John? We're done with the draft and we're like john's <laughs> out of here <laughs> yeah,
0: and now we have to start all over
1: <sighs> that fucker like, took five or six quarterbacks and my backups
0: yeah and like, it's just like such a take your ball pa- you take your ball and go home thing like some of the some of the ridiculous stuff that people say to you know in response to qbx like when they're watching it happen in real time like that's why I created the Superflex bingo card because like, these things are just, it's so comical. It's so yeah. crazy. Yep. You hear it every time. You never know?
1: be mad at somebody for something you had the opportunity to do before them. Yeah. You had every single opportunity to draft every quarterback somebody did before they did it. You chose not to.
0: Yeah. Or at least get the quarterbacks that you need before I load up on them. Like, that I don't know that, yeah, you had every opportunity. It's not like I had some kind of, you know, some some kind of unfair advantage at drafting quarterbacks. Hell, you drafted before I did. <laughs> like, you, right, right. But you chose to take a running back, a running back who's going to give you like one more year. And yep. then, and then you've got, and then nothing they're like, left. John has four
1: quarterbacks. He's definitely not taking one more.
0: Yeah. So this started uh, with a uh, a tweet, and man, I wish I had it pulled up so that I could um, give credit to the the commissioner who, um, you know, who who brought it up and who kind of pointed it out. But um, he had uh, two GMs in his league, both start off, both going quarterback extreme. So I believe, if I remember right, they had both they were four rounds in, and both teams. Had gone quarterback with all four of their picks to start the draft, and so I mean, and his question is what you know is it a dickhead move? Which you know, I th- I think that to me that part is probably a fair question, even though my answer is no. I think that that that's fair. Like you you do feel victimized when that's happening to you, and I get that, you know. Again, I mean, you you had the same opportunity to do it as well. Um, but some of the responses is what really got me because there was a lot of, you know, yeah, it's a dickhead move, and you should kick them out of the league and restart the draft. Which I'm like, those are the ones where I'm like, all right, how old are we? <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah. That's such a, a, you know, kindergarten thing. To and free. you're probably
1: right, I guess, because um... – I have maybe felt that way before when I knew nobody needed wide receivers anymore. And then all of a sudden, like you, so maybe sometimes you could feel a little victimized, but in the end, like those are my mistakes. I still look at my team and I'm like, Oh, I'd still rather have my last pick than the one you made after my last pick. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah you took somebody I didn't think you were going to take, but I wouldn't trade the last player. I just took for the player
0: you took, you know what yeah. I mean? Yep. And here's the thing like, if, if they had, uh, you know, if they committed to the QBX strategy and then the draft starts and everybody's taking quarterbacks in the first two rounds,
1: Do you just, well, you that's know, you, like Hogs heaven.
0: <laughs> As an outsider, I love to see it. If when I'm actually in the draft and everybody's valuing quarterbacks the way they're supposed to, I mean my strategy's kind of shot. Right?
1: Yeah. So, so twenty four quarterbacks who, taken in the first two rounds.
0: Yeah. And then and so I'm the one saying, "All right, we need to restart this draft. This is bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> this, isn't, this isn't fair. You guys don't actually like these quarterbacks. You're just doing this to troll me. But you know, but that like that's the risk. You know, if that happens. You know, you, you went in expecting to go QBX and then everybody, and then they're valuing quarterbacks the way they're supposed to. And you don't have the opportunity to, to load up on quarterbacks because there's just not enough there for everybody. You know, maybe just the first four rounds of your draft is just everybody taking, you know, three, three or four quarterbacks, and then there's nothing left, and now you start the draft basically from round five. You start to draft over without any quarterback. Yeah, like th- 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 that's the risk. There's the risk there for me that that could happen. So you know, I, like I'm I'm taking there's just as much risk that this goes south for me. Is there? Yeah, a-
1: and, and am I wrong? Like typically, I know in a lot of mocks you do with John, like you're on an end. You either probably have the first pick or the twelfth pick. Mm -hmm. Is that where you would prefer to pick in a startup on an end or do you not have a preference?
0: Yeah, I don't have too much of a preference. Um, I I guess
1: what I'm saying though, is like if you are on one of those ends, there's 24 players going in between you as well, you know? So if you don't get those quarterbacks there. Like I always feel like when I'm on those ends, like if I don't get this guy and this guy, I have 24 players like what if there's a quarterback run any time in between now and the next time I pick. So I'm always feeling like I need to tap those quarterbacks just so early and and I'm almost it's almost a fear that I'm going to miss the run.
0: Yeah, and it is kind of nice to draft at the end, you know, to have like the 11th or 12th pick of the first round just because you can gather more of that information. But either way, yeah, like. You can get stuck in a pretty bad spot, and like I said, I, it can absolutely destroy your strategy, so you know, there's still risk to it. It's not i you know i it's just that QBX is more of an offensive strategy than a defensive strategy, but you can put them on their you can get them on their heels, you can put them on defense pretty easily. You yep. don't have to draft quarterbacks to do it. You don't kick count. them out of the league. Yeah, <laughs> you don't <laughs> kick them out of the league. You don't start over. You don't take your ball and go home. Yeah, yeah. you don't have the ten I'm other dudes in the league team. like
1: hate on them or start. Yeah, groups that won't trade with them. Just everybody still play your own game.
0: Yeah. So, but the other thing that I was hearing a lot, or that I was seeing a lot in that thread, was you know it's not a dickhead move, but it's a dumb move because it's based solely on the ability to trade those quarterbacks. And, you know, if uh, like, all you have to do is say to the rest of the league, yeah, don't trade with them. Don't trade for their quarterbacks. And that's how we're going to beat them at this. They're just going to be stuck with, you know, five quarterbacks on their bench or three quarterbacks on their bench every week. And, you know, that, that's the part that we, that I think we really want to talk about today because um halfway into the show <laughs> finally get to the the crux of this but because you know with kind of the inception of of qbx there was a you know i i spent a lot of time this is on me i spent a lot of time talking about quarterback values i spent a lot of time and you know because that's the selling point for people quite honestly is like the fantasy of you know, drafting Pat Mahomes with the first overall pick, and then you still end up with, you know, four or five other quarterbacks. You're the only one in the entire league with the ability to trade quarterbacks. Nobody else can afford to, to decrease in headcount. You're the only one who can afford to do it. And now, you know, you're, you're able to dangle Pat Mahomes. And like we said earlier, it, you know, Pat Mahomes, his value – when he's the only quarterback that can be acquired in an entire superflex dynasty league, yeah. What, what like what is his value? I mean, you've got to you, you've got to give what like f- three three or four starters,
1: yeah, for Pat Mahomes. Yep. Yeah. Even the players that hate that you drafted all the quarterbacks know who Mahomes is, and they understand his superflex value.
0: Yeah. And uh, first of all that like that's the player that people are going to go after. They never yep. shoot for the bottom of your roster, right. they go for the top. Because they drafted this this running back heavy team with, you know, some stud wide receivers and even a, you know, a stud tight end. It's this team that's ready to win. It's just missing the quarterbacks. Well, mm-hmm. you know, this championship quality roster needs a championship quality quarterback. So give me Pat Mahomes what's that going to cost? Well, it's going to cost I mean basically your whole roster. So. I'm going to
1: defaceate your championship roster. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so like uh, there's there's this massive crack in the wall that you just built and I'm going to I'm going to exploit it. I'm going <laughs> to I'm going to inject it with a bunch of water and watch that thing just blow apart. Yeah. Um you know, I'm I'm going to inject it with Pat Mahomes. <laughs> and, and, and watch it blow apart. So, like that's essentially, that's kind of what we're talking about with the value. Is you know there there are two different ways to trade quarterbacks. Either you trade them without getting a quarterback in return, and your return is going to be massive. Superflex theorem. You're getting back, you know, it, it, at the very least, you're getting a player that was taken two la- two rounds in the startup before that quarterback was drafted. And it's this simple. Like look back at your startup draft and or you know, first of yeah. all, look at their roster, find a player that it makes sense for you to trade that quarterback away. And and think in terms of like this is this is a, a quarterback that's going to start for you. You have to have this quarterback, even if your head count is up there. Like put yourself in the position where you don't have the head count. You only have two quarterbacks, maybe three quarterbacks. So yep. you, that guy like put yourself in a position of i only have two i can't afford to trade this guy unless i'm getting a massive return because that's their true value if that's their value when you only have two that's also their value when you have five yeah yeah that's the true value of the player so anyway so now think about what it what would it take for me to give up one of my only two quarterbacks Find a player right. on their roster that you'd be willing to do for, do that for, and then go back and look at the ADP of mm-hmm. the players. And I promise you, I promise you, that the quarterback went at least two rounds after the player that you're about, yep. to yeah, yeah, and in a trade,
1: yeah. And, and I mean, you can also test this by, and I know like anybody that follows or listens to me, I'm always crapping on value, but you can test this right away by put that quarterback that you're interested in moving and then put the other player in the calculator. And I bet you they're pretty close in value. You'll be surprised by that, like two round jump, like in super flex, how many times you're just like, Oh wow. The value is really close on this player. Like it's just what it is. You know, it's super flex.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly it. So We, you know, the, the value is immense and that honestly, that was a big part of the selling point for QB, you know? So the other way to trade them, again, like uh, you can, you can either, you know, you can either drop in head count from, you know, five to four and get that massive return for that player, or you can make it more affordable for the other person where you maintain your head count. So yeah. you just tear down a quarterback. you trade a quarterback for a downgraded quarterback. And then you include a player, you know, call it a running back, just hypothetically and get an upgrade at quarter or running. So you downgrade a quarterback, upgrade at running back. And honestly, your point total is still going to go up. Your projections are still going to go up. Uh, Your head count stays the same so you can do it again. So, again like hypothetically we'll talk about just kind of tearing down to me Pat Mahomes is a tier uh, at least a tier above Russell Wilson yeah you trade you know Pat Mahomes and you know your your second running back let's call him Kareem Hunt you trade Pat Mahomes and Kareem Hunt for Russell Wilson and, I mean, you can get just about any running back back in return.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, I might want a little bit more than Hunt. I want in the – or is it, Hunt's going to be on the Mahomes oh, side? Yeah. Okay, got gotcha. you. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm with you, dude. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so you're downgrading from Mahomes to Russell Wilson. And on a week – you know, on a week uh, – a, a per-week uh, basis, the scoring isn't going to be that different. Yep. yeah. From them. Yeah. Uh, and,
1: and I mean, you can love or hate this strategy, but in the end, mm-hmm. this will never change. The cheapest place to get your quarterbacks are always going to be in your startup. If yeah. you don't take advantage of your startup, th- the price went up. The The price, when I take that quarterback off the lot, it's going up. It just
0: works that way. That's the way it is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so, I mean, you so you make that move, you downgrade from Pat Mahomes to Russell Wilson. Well, now you can do that again. Now you can downgrade from Russell Wilson to uh, Jared Goff. I mean, that might even be a a, a pretty pronounced drop. Still, maybe but, Stafford. Yeah, Stafford, Kirk Cousins, guys in that area. Dude, Baker- honest,
1: Hansel. honest question, and I'm not trying to completely change the subject. So we'll we'll segue mm-hmm. right back. But do you yeah. ever worry that like Russell Wilson will just retire and like go play baseball? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I have literally never thought about it. <laughs> huh. That uh that would be interesting. I guess now we have to worry about that with Kyler Murray too, so.
1: Yeah. You just
0: gave us uh, some of the, some to keep people up at night. <laughs>
1: yeah. Oh boy. I I don't need help with that.
0: <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> um yeah. I mean, and then, so you can tear down from Russell Wilson to, you know, to, to one of those guys. And then you could tear down again from that playlist. I mean, maybe we'll call it Baker Mayfield
1: or, Stafford, or Ryan maybe. Tannehill,
0: you know, yeah. then you could, you could tear down again to, you know, Daniel Jones, you know, somebody like that. Uh, so like, you know, you can just keep doing that, in, yeah. You know, perpetually, uh, and and maintain that head count. You know, and and just keep upgrading the rest of your roster, and still have the five quarterbacks. They're just not going to yeah. be the same stud quarterbacks. So, yes. like, you an know, an so- example of that, like, and I know you don't
1: like Herbert because you told everybody last time we were together, <laughs> but uh like, so I traded away. Sean Watson and got back Herbert and Brian Edwards, yeah. So I I'm it with- down maybe a little bit, you know, and maybe up in some people's eyes, but I, I still think we have to have Watson above Herbert. Sorry, <laughs> but um, but yeah, it, it, but for me, liking Brian Edwards, I felt like eh, the, these guys are so close. It was Dave Wright, him and I went back and forth for a minute, and finally Brian Edwards was kind of the guy we were having trouble with and just made the deal,
0: yeah. Man, those two are so close, and like they both are carrying very similar risk into the season. Yeah, Watson's still the quarterback too for me, but I mean, yeah, it's it's hard to deny that Herbert belongs in one of those top, you know, couple tiers. Yep. Um. But yeah, anyway, so like that was the whole selling point with QBX was the trade value. Like, that's where I was able to really kind of hook people is with the trade value. But finally, (laughs) we get to what we really wanted to talk about in this episode is the fact that QBX is not – not only is it not just about trade leverage, I would argue that trade leverage is is honestly a smaller part. of. Like, once you get there, you're going to – worry less about, uh, you know, your, your trade value, your trade leverage and more about your head count, honestly. And here's why is because the other thing that you can do with QBX, I kind of glossed over it last off season. We'll spend a lot more time talking about it this off season, but essentially it's, it's the idea of streaming quarterbacks, which you can do in any one quarterback league you can do in most, redraft leagues regardless of the format you can still do it like you can find those quarterbacks on waivers they're not there on. they're not on waivers in a dynasty super flex but if you've got enough of them on roster then you can stream them and the idea with streaming is never just you know just grab whoever's available you know it's never just about a warm body like you're you're actually looking for you know, who has the most upside this week, who has the opportunity or, or floor, maybe you're looking for a floor, but you know, generally speaking, you're going to look at matchups and you're going to say, all right, well, you know, I've got a guy who's, you know, a borderline starter in this one quarterback league right now at quarterback, you know, I've, I've got Jared Goff, but he's going up against, uh, or maybe not Jared Goff. Maybe that's a bad example. Um, now, yeah, we'll stick with Jared Goff, but he's, he's got a bad matchup this week. He's going against Chicago, for instance, you know. Um, and so there's, you know, there's not a whole lot of upside to Jared Goff. But out on waivers, you know, there's, uh, you know, there's, there's Ryan Fitzpatrick going against, you know, the Jets. And all of a sudden, you know, so you make that move. You drop Jared Goff. In a one-quarterback league, you literally drop Jared Goff, pick up Ryan Fitzpatrick for that one week, take advantage of his upside, and then do it again next week. You just play matchups. Well, there isn't the opportunity to do that in Superflex, especially in Dynasty. But if you have a, a high enough head count, you can do that within your roster. And that's, to me, that's much more powerful than the trade value even, you know, that's, that's the real reason because like I'm looking at these teams that I have swags where I went QBX, I've got, you know, five quarterbacks and I've got people who are willing to trade with me. But after the season where that we just had, where we lost so many guys that we thought were going to be yeah. long-term starting quarterbacks. And now we've got even more guys who, Are, you know, their situation is up in the air at least. Like, we have to be a little bit worried about Deshaun Watson since we don't know where he's going to play. Yeah. We have to be a little bit worried about Matthew Stafford and Matt Ryan, you know. Yep. And then some of these guys just dropped off completely. Gardner, you know, Gardner Minshew totally lost his job. Yep. Nick Foles isn't going to be, he's not the answer in Chicago. Maybe they give Trubisky another chance, but they're not going to go. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Garoppolo seems like he's probably out of San Francisco. Like there are a bunch of these guys that all of a sudden, you know, we don't feel like we can necessarily trust them. And
1: And when people come to you, they want the ones that you feel good about too, or mm -hmm. they want a huge discount on the ones that we're all questioning together.
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so like now I've got, and I've got these five guys. I mean, one of them's Matt Ryan. And, you know, I'm like, there's a chance that he's out in Atlanta. There's also a chance that he's out completely in the next year or two. You know, he could retire Mm -hmm. at any point. So, like, he's kind of getting to that age where retirement is kind of always on the table. So, you know, all of a sudden, yeah, they're coming to me for for my young quarterback. And I'm just like, man, so if I trade away you know right now if i trade away baker mayfield and it, he might be a bad example cuz he could be out yeah in the uh, i don't week.
1: know man i think he i think he uh earned himself some time this last really? half of the season don't you
0: i mean i yeah i think he's got a chance but man the, i i still think it feels like the leash has to be kind of short but yeah like it, it it's it's possible and and he's kind of on the the higher he's he's in an upper tier when it comes to security but it's still like like there's there's a clear path for him to just get
1: hypothetically speaking and Mm -hmm. i know this is a big if but they beat the chiefs do you think the leash is he gets some more room
0: maybe a little bit it's like incrementally each time he wins a playoff game i think that's definitely the case but like it's still going to come down to how does he perform next year? You know,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I don't know. And as you know, a full year with Stefanski and, um, you know, like, yeah, it, it, it it's hard to say, honestly, <laughs> like it, it still feels like,
1: what would you pay me for Baker? Would you add Baker to your teams? I think Will you I, give me I want Joe Mixon and Sutton from you.
0: Uh see, I would have to be desperate, I think, at quarterback to take yeah. uh, Baker for for that. Yeah. Like that feels that feels heavy for me for Baker. Like I just think I mean the the big thing for him, regardless of what they do in the offseason here, is you know, the fact that I mean, he's going. In, he'll be going into year four. That's contract time. Yeah, like they've got to make a decision on him. Yeah, next year. So, like, it, it. I mean, if they extend his con, if they give him a contract extension this off season, I feel better. But you know, then then I then I start to feel okay about him. But like until then, until they commit to him long term, they're telling us exactly this that like i mean we're we're not Mm -hmm. committed to him there's a chance that you know that that we move on from him yeah baker
1: stafford or matt ryan
0: i think it's baker for me
1: yeah i'm probably there too and it's kind of hard to admit with stafford and everything i think stafford's probably i think and probably the way i said it accidentally i think i'd go baker stafford matt ryan in that order for me
0: yeah, me too. Yeah. Stafford is kind of a it's a less extreme version of Andrew Luck, you know. Feels like he's just been beat up a little too much and it could be it could mean an in, in early end to the to the career, but um you know, I mean he's still only what like 32. Yeah.
1: yeah, I think he'll be 33 when the season begins. Yeah. Um did you watch his last game when he was mic'd up? Like the mic'd up stuff? not the no. game but uh-uh. it kind of looks like i mean there's definitely like some emotional stuff like where a lot of like good game man just like the old days like between him and marvin jones and it kind of seems like there's some of that like maybe we won't be able to do this together again yeah type vibe to it whether he's traded or other piece and it wasn't just marvin jones either but it kind of gave you that feeling like huh maybe uh maybe he doesn't feel good about it either yeah. But I've, I've taken us way off the rails on this.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it feels like Stafford could be on his way out, but but that's the thing. I mean, you know, and like what's his situation going to be? How safe is it going to be? Um, how, how much longer do we have him? Like, you right. know, we have those same questions about a bunch of different quarterbacks, and it makes it hard for me to trade away the guys who are stable, even though they've got yep. on a trade value. And yeah, that's, that was, you know, the original real selling point on QBX is, you know, now it's, it's kind of become, I, I need that quarterback depth and I yeah, don't,
1: you, you like having the security, you don't want to give it away. And if you do, like, this is the price. Yeah. This is the price, like the crazy price. Yeah. Like, uh, what's that show? Um, you know, uh, where they get all the stuff <laughs> they get all the stuff. um oprah the pickers the pickers (laughs) oh (laughs) the crazy price he always talks about what's your crazy price and and i mean that's kind of the way it feels to some people like yeah this seems crazy but really like i'm being serious i don't want to move him this is what you need to give me if you want this this security
0: Mm -hmm. yeah yeah exactly and uh, like it's it's even then, even at the crazy price, it, it's feeling hard for me to give up the security because I do. Like I, I just look at my roster and I say, you know, I've got Baker Mayfield, I've got Matt Ryan. I could lose both of those guys. in twenty twenty one, and then yeah. and now, now you're down
1: you're, to three or four.
0: Yeah, and now you're offering me, you know, a a, a very competitive package for for my Kyler Murray. Um, where maybe i'm getting back um you know drew lock and like a a massive upgrade at running back where in the past that's a move that i would absolutely make right now that feels really hard to do a little risky with drew lock yeah for sure i mean you know and and
1: man there has to be a little bit of eating crow in that for you too
0: Oh, God. Really?
1: Yeah. Like, right. I mean, so, I mean, that's what you have to admit. And that's something else that you, <laughs> you talked about, like, is even, uh, and we're going to do some stuff on it, but eating a little bit of crow and how it's affected our process. But, I mean, for John, John yeah. was a huge, like, advocate and a huge reason that probably some of you have Drew Locke on your teams. <laughs> so, I mean, he's he's My worried oh. now. So, I mean, that's hard for us to admit sometimes, but very important.
0: Yeah. Is my worst call of the season, and and <laughs> what really sucks about that one, you know, at this point, I'm I'm kind of okay going off the rails. We only have like ten minutes left. Um, <laughs> we won't fully get into it. We'll have to do it in multiple parts, anyways. But um, I think we got so, a lot of of stuff. You know, yeah, I, think I, I get it. I have a lot more context to share on this. <laughs> We've got the full off season to talk about it too. But yeah, Drew Locke. My it was that was my worst call of the season, and I mean he looked just god awful for pretty much the entire season, especially in the first quarter. That's the most frustrating part, and that's a telltale sign that a quarterback is is struggling, to say the least. Is you know if you if if in the first quarter when you're running the scripted plays, you still can't move the ball, you still can't protect the ball. Like, those should be every, – every every NFL team should be at their very best in the first quarter when you're running the script. It's in the fourth quarter when you're off script. Like, that should be the tough part. You know?
1: Now, do you care about, like, him not ever having one full season – not really having an off season his rookie year. I think he hmm. was a little banged up, and then he wasn't necessarily going to be the man. And then coming into this off season with COVID and stuff, he didn't have this off season to prep. Like, do yeah. you are you buying into any of that? Like, are you willing to? Because I I feel like you're going into the season with Drew Locke as your starter in 2021.
0: Yeah, that's man. That's what sucks about all of this is like, I think that you have to buy into that a little bit. I don't want to, I don't want to get trapped in, you know, the idea that drew Locke is going to turn into something. And I don't, I certainly don't want to push it again this year. I certainly don't want to come on here and talk up drew Locke again, especially how foolish he made me look this year. But, I mean, I think that there's something, to If they don't bring in somebody to at least compete with him.
1: A vet? Would you prefer a vet?
0: I think they should. I think, well, I don't even care, honestly. I I think that they're probably better off. uh, If they're not going to move up in a draft from the nine spot, I don't think that you're going to find somebody at nine who's going to be super competitive with Drew Locke. Like I don't, I don't think, uh, you know. Certainly, Trevor Lawrence isn't making it there. Just, Justin Fields isn't making it there. I don't think Trey Lance makes it there.
1: But Probably. what what kind of vet like pushes him versus instantly takes the job? You know what but, I mean? Because if you get yeah. like Stafford there or Matt Ryan or for some reason Aaron Rodgers, which I don't think is happening at this point, like
0: yeah, Deshaun Stafford White.
1: or Matt Ryan are starting. Yeah, Deshaun Watson's starting. Like they're yeah. not pushing drew Locke to be the starter that he's the backup now.
0: Right. Yeah. I mean, James Winston, okay, that was, there you that go. was one that I wanted last year. I thought they should have signed him last year. Mm-hmm. I thought, you know, you, you built a a contending type of roster except for you've got an unproven quarterback. You've got all the weapons in the world on offense. You've got a, an improved offensive line. You've got one of the best defenses in the league. When healthy, I mean, that was... Mm -hmm. But, you know, you've got all of that in place, and then you've got a second-year quarterback who's played, you know, five games. Sam Darnold. Yeah, Darnold, I think, would... That would be a good competition for Drew Locke. Ryan Fitzpatrick, Gardner Minshew. Oh, there you you go. Like, guys like like that. that. Like, Mm -hmm. bring bring in one of those guys. It doesn't have to be somebody who beats out Drew Locke, necessarily. But definitely bring in... At the very least, bring in somebody to compete with him,
1: yeah. And, and, if, and at this point, I think part of it is like, sure, you were you feel wrong about Drew Locke at this point, but yeah. and, and you want your team to make a different decision that's not based around him, like even with your GM hire and everything that you're doing right now. But in the end, to me, I'm getting the feeling no matter how you feel about this, that they, I'm getting the feeling they want to go with Drew Locke, at least like out the gate week one, assuming health. I feel like Elway is pushing for that kind of hire that's going to, he at least knows that Drew Locke is the starter week one.
0: Yeah, I think so too. And I, I which I don't, I don't agree with that approach. I think you're right that that's what's going to happen here but i i don't like the approach yeah you know, i i i honestly think you know the the best thing for him would be a a straight up quarterback competition like yeah. Yeah. he can actually win that job and if if competing for the job is too much for him then competing for a win is absolutely out of his, out of the question for him so yeah you know, it, it you, like,
1: you guys de- deserve some like Nick Foles or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Gross. <laughs> <laughs> That's mean. <Yeah. laughs> I mean, I also think because he, you know, he went down for, you know, uh, he missed three or four weeks, something yep. like that. Yep. Um, with the, I think it was a rib injury, if I remember right. I already got now, but anyways, you know, he, he missed that time. You also need somebody who's going to step in and win games, keep this, this roster moving forward. So Mm -hmm. I think that that part's important too, but yeah, above all else, make him compete for the job at the very least. If you're not going to replace him, if you're not just going to cut your losses and replace him now with a Deshaun Watson or a Matthew Stafford, then at least, or, you know, move up for Trey Lance then at the very least make him compete yeah and, and even then like if you're going to it like he he can compete for the job with with Matthew Stafford or Trey Lance i don't think he would win but he can compete sure he sure. can try it there's absolutely no point calling it a quarterback <laughs> he <conference>. can try <laughs> he can try it that'd be cute <laughs> that'd be fun um but yeah like it it yeah, I mean just just bring in somebody to at the very least push him if not replace him. But the the problem is if he wins that starting job, like I is as, as much as I don't want to do it, I'm going to have to get back on that train. I'm going to have to get back <laughs> I'm going to have to say I mean not only did he get a full off season and, you know, as, as, at least we're assuming at this point you know, get training camp, get the full preseason, get uh, get Cortland Sutton back. You know? Yeah, and,
1: and that's another thing, man. I mean, his rookie year, he loses Emmanuel Sanders to a trade. Yep. Then this year, he lost his other top target in Sutton. Then yep. he lost Noah Fant at times. I mean, he hasn't had, like, an he ideal has, situation.
0: He hasn't had a, a reasonable amount of time with Jerry Judy. And yep. it showed. Like, both of them showed kind of a lack of chemistry with one another there were times where drew Locke's attempts for jerry judy were just way off there were also times where it hit jerry judy in the hands and he dropped it so yeah it's kind of on both of them the fact that it didn't work but the bottom line is it takes time for that to come around and they haven't had that time usually you spend the time in training camp and preseason building that up well they didn't have that so you know, the, the learning curve, plus, uh, you know, now a full year with Pat Shermer. There's, there's, there's a lot there that I think that, you know, as much as I want to just write off Drew Locke, if he's going to be the starter, I think that, you know, I, I'm I'm not going to get back on it quite as with quite as much fervor as I was. No, Uh, a
1: little, little less.
0: Yeah. (laughs) But I, I, I mean, I I it's so hard still.
1: sometimes dude we've talked about that before like how you you tell yourself and you're not doing that right now but you tell yourself like oh man the minute he has a good game or a couple good games in a row i'm moving in but then you're like oh man this is great you like enjoy what you have in your lineup and you're not listening to the old you that knew the smart thing is to move <laughs> on like from todd Gurley, like weeks one through eight and even get a second round pick or something at this point Right, <laughs> But now it's to the point, though, where you're starting to look at this and, like, this is something else, like, for another show, too, and I shouldn't even bring it up. But you talked about, like, some of that running back longevity. Yeah. And then you start to think of somebody like another Denver player and Melvin Gordon. And, dude, I think I would give you, like, a third-round pick while you crap on Melvin Gordon's age. I'm not saying you are crapping <laughs> on him, but because I think, uh man, I mean, somebody mentioned it, and I, I wish I – knew who it was but he was like running back 14 this year like mm-hmm. quietly running back 14 he's probably going to give you some production next year yep you know so and I it think was he's
0: somebody you could buy
1: relatively cheap
0: it was absolutely miserable watching melvin gordon run the ball most of the season <laughs> <But> He still <laughs> all right he still ended up quarterback court, points. running back 14 he still ended up being very startable yep. especially when when philip lindsey was out and, yep. I mean, what that really tells me is that running back talent doesn't matter nearly as much as the situation. Yeah, it, I told it, that which, to Booker. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he looked awesome at times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When he months. had that backfield to <laughs> Mike Davis? Mike Davis randomly was the best player in the league. Yeah, for no doubt. Weeks or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah like there's there yeah there's uh shout out to no sean moreno yeah yeah randomly (laughs) after four years just uh, that fourth year breakout at running back (laughs) it happens man it does sometimes it happens yeah Um, yeah so like that and and you know, back to my roster construction for QBX, like the what I call the flywheel, like that's why you know it's so many running backs. Like it, it end it ends up looking like you know, in like a uh what would it be like a twenty fourteen or twenty four roster spot um league, I would I would end up with, you know, the five quarterbacks, four wide receivers two tight ends and then 13 running, <laughs> running backs, backs. <laughs> and that's why because like they're just they're all it, it doesn't even matter which ones you know yeah I care. just low just give me any guy who plays a running back position <laughs> yeah look how much Wayne Gallman
1: and Gio yeah. Bonnie Bernard helped people this year
0: yeah yeah uh, you know all these guys just kind of it time, Like, Keyshawn Vaughn is a guy I'm going to push pretty hard this year, I think, because, you know, he's, he's a Rojo whatever, injury, benching, whatever, away from, you know, from being the feature back on one of the best offenses in the league. Like, I, I, like, I don't even care about talent, again. It's all about the opportunity, and he's that close to that type of opportunity. Like, give me all of that, you
1: know? Yeah, I guess it depends on the price. You can probably get them relatively cheap, though.
0: Yeah, especially but. right now. It's it's going to ramp up. Leonard Fournette's going to leave in free agency. And, uh, yeah. So,
1: price tag. price tag aside, would you rather have A.J. Dillon or Keyshawn Vaughn?
0: Uh, price tag aside. Yeah, A.J. Dillon. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm
1: with you. And I know that the price on Dylan just went up like at the end of the season, and Vaughn's gonna probably be somebody you can obtain relatively easily, and I don't think Dylan will now, but mm-hmm. I'd be all about adding a little bit of Dylan in the off season if I could,
0: yeah, but you know with with what we know about their situations like i or even if we make some assumptions here and say you know. Let's let's say that both Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams leave in free agency and Leonard Fournette leaves in free agency. I actually think Rojo might be a free agent as well, but let's just say that he comes back even. And so like now we know A.J. Dillon is the lead back in Green Bay. Keyshawn Vaughn is the secondary, is, is kind of second in line um, behind Ronald Jones in Tampa Bay. I mean there's still for me there's there's it's it's not a slam dunk that AJ Dylan's gonna be any better than Keyshawn Vaughn for fantasy purposes. Yeah. He's got a better starting opportunity, but it that it really doesn't mean much beyond that. Beyond like yeah. week one, you know. So I don't know. There's man, there's there's just so much of that stuff that You know, it all just kind of works together. That's why I call it the flywheel. It just kind of evenly distributes, you know, the power and the value and the production all through your, your roster. And it, it, like, it kind of starts with the context of each individual position and, you know, and again, I mean, you know, back to the quarterback position right before we wrap it up, but you know, the, the, the power of the quarterback position is, you know, first of all is that that trade value, but is also the scoring. Mm-hmm. And the inability of anybody else to find that scoring. Yeah. Because it's all on your roster.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and you might say you don't have to start a quarterback in your super flex spot, but it is by far the superior talent to put it, I mean, it's the safest floor of mm-hmm. the positions with a relatively high ceiling. Yeah. Or should I say the highest floor with a high ceiling?
0: Yeah. Every, every off season, I come up with the numbers on this, like you know, comparing running back scoring to quarterback scoring, you, you throw out wide receiver scoring. Like they just, they, yeah. they, they can't hold up. Like the, the power in, in wide receivers is, you know, the fact that they last a long time. Um, there's longevity and, you know, there's, there, there's a lot of them. So, you know, it, it's like, it's, it's fairly easy to keep up with the rest of your league at wide receiver, um, which is nice, but you know, it's, it's hard to create an advantage at wide receiver. Um, but yeah, like I always come up with the, the, I, I kind of compare the scoring on the two and I'll do that again, uh, this year so that we can kind of, um, you know, look at why it's so important to keep a quarterback at superflex. I mean, I think that people just kind of like intuitively understand that. Um, sometimes people do try and, you know, talk themselves out of it. <laughs> so, you know, we'll, we'll fix that, but mm, we'll um, try. Yeah. <laughs> But, you know, yeah, it's it kind of starts with that understanding that, like, you want a quarterback at Superflex at all times. That includes during bye weeks, which means you've got to have at least three, you know, and and it includes the, the idea that, you know, the bye weeks are going to change every year. So just because, you know, you don't have any quarterbacks with the same bye week this year doesn't mean that'll be the case next year. So, right. You know to to give yourself a, give yourself a better odds of avoiding you know a, a bi week nightmare. Give yourself your
1: bye weeks might even change. Yeah, that's true. <laughs>
0: <laughs> might get screwed up by COVID and have yeah. a week or bye week.
1: You're like, oh my gosh! I'm so glad I drafted this way.
0: Yeah, yeah, um, it, it so you know so that's that's why to me like you still want four of them the fifth one gets you into the trade market and you know so on but uh, again like to me there's there's a bigger story to tell and i think we just kind of scratched the surface today on quarterback extreme and maybe why you don't necessarily want to trade him yeah yeah i'm with you so stream them live this living the stream like the jj zachary's and denny carter podcast but you know within right your, your lineup yeah. yeah you can you can do it within your own roster and that is a superpower that is a hack and it's one that we need to talk a lot more about yeah yeah That's i love it mean. yeah yeah but Let's wrap it up there for a week. Good to get back on the mic with you, my friend. Oh, absolutely. Always a good time, John. Appreciate you. Yeah, definitely. We're and like I said, we got to do it again soon. Now we've got What all do we have to talk about? We need to We need to talk about the flywheel. We need to talk more about streaming quarterbacks within your roster. Now we need to talk about tight ends. Yep. <laughs> tight yep. ends and premiums have and to
1: find a place to eat crow
0: <laughs> yeah we got but yeah <laughs> at least i got my big one out of the way i got my big bit out of the way true lock and then i basically doubled down <laughs> this kind yeah of, uh, i mean and yeah
1: i won't i won't go into it any further but i guess my biggest one if i had to do it today would be mm-hmm. gardener from the last couple off seasons, that would be definitely my biggest one. And it's affected some lineups. Worst person I traded for, and I say it too much is Travis Fulgham.
0: Oh yeah, man. That was a tough one. Yeah. He, he, (laughs) he disappeared as quickly and as quietly as he, quickly as he hit Swag's lineup.
1: (laughs) Just about as soon as I got confident, the team didn't like him anymore.
0: (laughs) You finally say, all right, I have seen enough. (laughs)
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: I'm in. And then he's gone. Yeah. Yeah. We've but we've we had plenty of misses that we can talk about and we can talk about why it was a good theme that we yep. missed, why it's exciting. Oh, that yeah. We got some of this stuff wrong. That's that's the big that's the tease right there. That's what we want to uh leave you with. So let's wrap it up there for the week. Subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. Subscribe to the DLF family of podcasts mega feed. Uh, do us a huge favor and, and subscribe to Superflex City as well. You can get uh, access to not only the Super Show, but super flexible, flex Superflexpert, Snake in the Draft, and all of the new Superflex podcasts that are created every single week in Superflex City. All the Superflex content that you need, all the Superflex content that's available to you. It's all a Superflex City, so make sure you subscribe there. Uh, if you do us a huge favor, though, and rate and review the Super Show, um, help us to get out to more people, touch on more topics that are useful to you, our Super Friends, and get at us on Twitter, at Show. Even better, though, hit us up individually. Swags is at Swagzilla, zero G, zero is spelled out, and uh, I'm at Dude. We're just so much better at responding <laughs> individually. I, I rarely check the Super Show account anymore. Uh, But we can, uh, you know, retweet trade polls for you, answer questions, um, you you know, DM, uh, tweet at us, whatever you want to do. Always, always happy to respond and help in any way that we can. Uh, This episode was dedicated in loving memory to James the Brain Catulus. Thank you to DLF for the platform. Thank you to Heart and Soul Radio for the music. And above all else, thank you for listening. And until next week, stay sexy and super flexy.